You are listening to Ring Chasing Podcast, podcast by Don Garrett. This podcast is about the pregame and postgame thoughts of Sanford Seminole High School football's quest for a state championship. A big overtime win, 35-29 to over Coco. Two nationally ranked teams with six state championships in a big battle. After this break, we'll talk about the game. So let's talk about the scoring in this one. So the first score of the game was a Coco pick six to make it seven to nothing Tigers. The next score was a Goldie Lawrence pass to Rory Thomas, and Goldie also had the two point conversion to make it eight to seven Knowles. The next score was an eighty five yard touchdown pass for Coco to make it fourteen to eight Tigers. The next score was Rory Thomas rushing touchdown to tie it up at 14. The next score was a Luke Rucker pass to Goldie Lawrence to make it 21 to 14. Next score was a Luke Rucker 8-yard TD pass to Goldie Lawrence to make it 29 to 14 and that's how it would go into the half. The next score would be a Coco TD pass to make it 29-21. to 21. The next score would be a Coco TD and a two-point conversion to tie it 29-29, to 29, and that's how it would go into overtime. And the final score was a Rory Thomas rushing touchdown in overtime to seal the win 35-29. to 29. So this was a back-and-forth battle all night, and uh, it's good to come away with a win against a quality team like Coco, who's uh, won state championships and been a great organization, and uh, they've been winning for a long time. So it was great to come out with a win. If I had a game ball in this one, I think I would definitely give it to Rory Thomas. And not just because he got the game-winning uh, overtime touchdown, uh, because the way he was running all night... Not only was he uh, getting huge yards, but he was delivering punishment when they were trying to tackle him. So he was on a mission tonight and uh, had a lot of great runs and three touchdowns. So uh, that's who I would give the game ball to. So let's talk about the offense. Let's start with quarterback. Luke had a good night. He was 17 for 24 with 239-yard passing and two TDs. Both TDs going to Goldie Lawrence. Goldie was in on a touchdown pass too. He threw it to Rory Thomas. And if you watch that play, it looked like uh, Goldie was going to run it. And the Coco defender had him wrapped up. And he threw it while he was wrapped up into the end zone for a touchdown to Rory. So... Let's talk about the rushing. So the leading rusher was Rory Thomas, and as I said, he had a great game. Uh, He had two rushing touchdowns, and he was running hard with authority, and they were tough to bring him down. That was the biggest thing I saw, as he had great yards when he was rushing. He also did it as a receiver, too, so uh, he had a great overall game tonight. FSU commit Goldie Lawrence was also in on the rushing. He can do it all. He was passing, he was rushing, and he was catching balls. So, like I said, he's one that uh, could probably get a game ball every game. But 
Uh, one key rush from Goldie was it was a fourth and in inches, and we elected to go for it. And he had a 32-yard rush to get the first down. So that was a big key. And on the night, he had 45 yards rushing. Trey Clark was also in on the rushing. He had seven carries and some good yards. So as overall on the rushing, it was a good night for the running back room. So in the receiving room, uh, Goldie led all receivers with seven receptions for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Both of them were beautiful catches. There was one where he had to go up over the defender to get the ball and the second one was he was sliding on the near the pylon and he caught the touchdown pass so those were two that shows uh, how good of a receiver he is florida state's getting a great uh, receiver next year but uh, he was big on all sides of the game uh, he was involved in everything so uh, that's what goldie usually does so he had a big night uh, especially receiving Rory Thomas was also in on the receiving end of it. He had five receptions for 57 yards and one TD. Like I said, he's the one that would get my game ball tonight. Uh, besides his rushing, uh, uh, he was also in on the receiving end. So uh, that was good to see. Michael Key had a key reception. And like I said, another podcast, what I like about him is not only his hands, but his length. Uh, and he's able to outmuscle a lot of the defenders. So uh, he was in on the receiving on the night. Justin Rosado was also in on receptions, and it's always good to see the offense uh, moving the ball to different receivers. Uh, shows that uh, it's more than when the receivers are open. Uh, I like to see that more receivers get involved. Um, that That's when you know your offense is well-rounded. And another running back that got involved in the receiving was Trey Clark. So the receiving room also had a good night. Defense made some key stops down the stretch and had a couple interceptions. Uh, Tavari Hampton and Antonio Simpson had two interceptions that were key. Ethan Pritchett had a key pass breakup and some good tackles. Juan Burchall had a great open field tackle that saved a touchdown. Jordan Perkins was all over the field and had a key quarterback hurry that caused them to have to punt. Uh, he had to hurry and threw the ball and he had, threw it to out of bounds. So uh, that was a key play in the game as well. On special teams, we blocked one of their field goals, and also uh, David Parks did a good night punting. There was one uh, where they would have good field position, but he had a 46-yard punt, so that was good to see. Nakoma Simpson and Damon Allen had a great night on special teams. So whenever you play a quality opponent like Coco, it's always good to come out with the win. In this case, we had an overtime win. But we also, since it's crunch time and we're starting to get into the final games in the district, we got to talk about things that need to be cleaned up. And this game, uh, there was uh, some things that definitely need to be cleaned up. First, I'd say this is the second game in a row against Venice, too, that we had a lead coming out of halftime, a two-touchdown lead, and then it evaporated. So in the second half, the offense uh, didn't put the ball in the end zone, and I think that going forward, that's got to be corrected uh, because going into district games and going into playoffs, uh, you can't have that lapse uh, in the offense and, and not get any scores in the second half. So that's a big thing that we'll need to look at. 
Now, I haven't looked at the tape yet in detail, but uh, just going off the top of my head, I think that this is the first game all year that I think we had a few lapses in, in coverage. And I think that was one of the big things that had them get those two touchdowns and the two-point conversion uh, to tie it up. And uh, this is the first game I think I saw where uh, we had uh, more than one lapse in coverage. So uh, that's another thing we definitely have to look at going forward. Now, don't get it twisted, though. Uh, Blake Boda uh, is a good quarterback. Uh, I got a chance to see him last night. And uh, I think going against a good quarterback, sometimes things like that happen. Uh, but uh, he was able to make the throws when he needed to, even in those lapses of coverage. Uh, and the, those two touchdowns especially were the ones that uh, they were able to come back and tie it. The other thing was on special teams, the field goal that was blocked. Uh, if we get that field goal, it doesn't go into overtime. Uh, they couldn't have come back. There's too many points to get back. But uh, that field goal was blocked. And uh, looking at it uh, just at the game, now I'll look at it after. But uh, I think it was a little slow developing, and it was able to get them uh, some pressure and able to block it. So that was a couple of uh, lapses this game that uh, we get that field goal it doesn't go into overtime now we we know field goals and extra points has plagued us in in the past so uh, I think this is something that really has to be looked at and I think a big thing too is penalties again penalties uh, will kill a drive and will kill uh, momentum so I think that's a big thing that uh, we're gonna want to limit going forward so uh just going back through the game and what i'm remembering off the top of my head like i said i'll do a deep dive in the game afterwards but there was one uh that stands out to me where on we got a touchdown and then we got an unsportsmanlike penalty so that puts us back on the kickoff to begin with uh our on our special teams we got an offsides on the kickoff which uh, we were punting, we were kicking at that point from our 10 yard line. Uh, what happens in that point is it gives uh, the other team, in this case Coco, good field position. Uh, they were able to run it down to the 10 yard line, but uh, luckily uh, there was offsetting penalties on that play that saved it, and then we had to kick off again. But uh, when we kicked off again, that kickoff went out of bounds. So we're giving them good field position to begin with at the 45. That stuff can't happen, especially when we're going forward and uh, in the bigger games, in the district games, and in the playoff games. So that's what I mean about some penalties that were killing us that game. There was another drive that was stopped from a, a legal procedure uh, that put us back. And uh, we got out of the three and out on that series as well. And then there was another punt where we were called for two penalties on it. It was a holding and also blocking in the back. So those are all things that are uh, going to kill us, uh, especially when you get into the district games and the playoff games. So uh, these are all things that uh, we need to look at cleaning up.
but all in all, a quality win against uh, Coco, who's a championship organization. It's great to play a team like that. And uh, great to, this is the second game that we were able to win in overtime. Uh, the first one was the gutsy call on the two-point conversion. And this one was Rory Thomas taking it all on his back and getting the, on the first play of overtime, on the first possession of ours on overtime into the end zone. So like I said, gutsy uh, win. And uh, I spoke about since it's crunch time, the things that we really have to uh, clean up. But uh, like I said, it was a great win against the quality team. And no doubt we should be jumping in the national rankings as well as the local rankings. So that's a good thing as well. So that's all I have for this week. Uh, looking forward, we have DeLand uh, next week. And I'm hoping that's going to be streamed on uh, Varsity Sports Network because I will be in Massachusetts so I will have a uh, pregame, and then uh, after that, uh, hopefully they'll be streaming it, and then I can get the postgame. So as always, I want to say to everyone, thanks for listening, and please share if you can.